Okay, hello. Welcome to a very special episode of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, as you guys know, the offseason has started, or well, kind of officially started, which means there aren't going to be a lot of news going on for a while, unless there's something big that happens. But for the most part, there's not much, there's not going to be a lot of like little things coming along to the point where we can stretch out episodes. Honestly, like it would be even tough to do an episode once a week because the off season is that dry. So we're gonna decide. We decided to do a little special, and uh, so this was Fong's idea. I'll let him introduce himself first and explain yourself. Why did you bring this up? Hello. Well, you know, after watching Naruto multiple times, we might as well change it up. <laughs> uh, you know, something somewhat related to this podcast, I guess you could say, which is, you know, basketball, of course. And, you know, what's better than combining our interests in anime and basketball than Kuroko's basketball? And, uh, yeah, it, this was an interesting watch. Now, you actually did watch this back in the day. Uh, I did not. So this was actually a new thing for me. Yeah. Um, You know, after rewatching this, it you know, kind of brought back some memories because uh, I do, you know, forget their names uh, and, you know, remembering uh, what they do on the court and all that. But since uh, we're only doing, what, two episodes today? Yeah, we're only doing two, but we will be increasing the volume uh, in future episodes. This is just like a taste of what uh, this series will be. Yeah, this mini series will be. So, yeah, I mean, all I could say is these first two episodes are very not really action packed, I would say, not until or maybe, basketball packed, um, back, however, yeah. you want, however, you want to break that I mean, down. I mean, you know, in anime fashion, you got to tell a story, and that story speaks when you know you're on the court. And right now, we're in just uh, kind of like the prologue of what's going on, and you know, there's so much. Uh, I don't, don't want to say story behind it, but uh, there's so much uh, behind the meaning of, you know, I guess uh, why this anime uh, got created or something. Why like is basketball, basically? <laughs> why is Kuroko no basket? Uh, okay, sorry to cut you off there, um, but uh, did, did you want to say anything else before uh, I start on the synopsis for those that don't know what the series is? Probably not until at the very end, and I'll give like you personally a like a disclaimer for you know future episodes. Okay, well let's get started on the synopsis. Uh, so for those of you that, that don't uh, that of course like me didn't know about this, well I know about this series, I never watched it, but like for those of you that don't know anything about anime, anything about uh, anything about the series, uh, so the synopsis is basically this is a basketball anime and for those of you that don't know what anime is it's animation it's japanese animation uh so this is kind of the synopsis of the story it's uh so here, here here's how here's what it says on uh my anime list for the last three years Taiko middle school has dominated the national basketball scenes with its legendary lineup the generation of miracles you're gonna hear in that goddamn name a lot uh it consisted of five prodigies who excelled at the sport, but a phantom six man lurked in the shadows 
and help earn the team their revered status. Eventually, their monstrous growth jaded them from the sport they loved and made them go their separate ways in high school. Uh, yeah, these guys are in high school, which uh, which was pretty amazing to just to look at. A anyways, in search of new members, the Say the Sayrin Sayrin High School basketball team recruits Taiga Kagami and Tetsuya Kuroko. There's your main character, by the way, for those of you that don't know. Um, he said it. Uh, two freshmen who seem to have significant differences in abilities. Having returned recently from America, Kagami has both a natural aptitude and relentless love for the sport. Meanwhile, Kuroko lacks presence and exhibits no outstanding athletic talent. However, it is later revealed that he is take. Yeah, Taiko's Phantom Six Man, the player once part of the Generation of Miracles. Uh, Kuroko wants to prove to the Siren Sayren team that he is strong in his own way. Seeing his conviction, Kagami forms a dynamic partnership with Kuroko, the latter promising to support Kagami's light as his shadow. Along, along their new Sayren teammates, they aim to conquer the upcoming Inter-High Championship, but the reappearance of Kuroko's former teammates complicates their plan. So that's kind of the general idea of the story. You, you know, you have Kagami coming from uh, coming from America, who's really, really talented at basketball, really, really tall, and he joins the uh, the Sabin Sabin uh, high school high school team, and you know, also Kuroko joins the team. And they basically become kind of like your odd couple, like your your odd couple for for the rest of the series, the main characters of the series. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm gonna give you one of the first disclaimers. Um, middle school in Japan, according to this anime, is three years, so seventh, eighth, ninth grade, and then high school is just tenth, eleventh, twelfth. So it's a little different. That's what I don't know if. Uh, during the episodes you caught on about having three championships that's that's why i guess i did not i am a yeah i didn't yeah i just didn't catch that i guess i just didn't pay enough attention to the school system not that that makes much difference these guys look like grown-ass men for the most part so <laughs> yeah you, you, you know it, it, it was it was jarring just to see that because again like you know this is you know anime would you call this a shonen anime um you know would you call this a shonen? Ah, and, and for I, those of you that don't know, for shonen is kind of like what we call like slice of life, where it's most of the anime takes place in the high school setting. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. And you know, when we were young, that's like, oh, these guys are just like us. But now that you know we're a lot older, it's a bit jarring to look at guys that kind of still we see almost as us at one point, but they're in high school. I don't know if that makes sense. That was a weird jumble of sentences. But yeah, it's it's a weird dynamic just looking at, you know, what looks like grown as men, but are actually high school kids for the most part. Yeah, I guess you could say it's kind of like a shonen in a way. And you kind of reminded me of another um, manga that I read back in the day called Slam Dunk. Have you heard of that one? Uh, so I actually just read about this. Uh, so, you know, um, well, well, you make your point first, then I'll go into my next part. Oh, I don't even know <laughs> what oh. my point is. Okay. Uh, other than, you know, they also have grown-ass man <laughs> in that anime. And uh, 
you know, it's been a while since I read Sand Dunk, so I would have to probably reread it to remember uh, <laughs> this pretty much the synopsis. But for now, I guess we'll just keep it to Kuroko. So the also Kuroko, this anime came out in uh, September 20 or 2012. Yes. It, well, it says spring of 2012. It doesn't really specify, but it came out during 2012. Um, the manga series, uh, the basically the book version uh, of this anime, sold more than 9 million units in Japan. And by uh, May 2023, had over 1 million copies uh, of its original volume uh, sold. Uh, I, can, I can read out even more numbers, but basically it sold, it sold very well. It was a very popular uh, anime and manga series and constantly ranked on like the top, kind of like the top 10-ish of like the most popular uh, manga anime of its time. Uh, there was a controversy where uh, basically there would be there there would be kind of almost like fan fictions of like of Kuroko being sold of what's called of basically making it into a weird essentially a por a porno. <laughs> Uh, a kind of a porno version of this where it's a lot of men it's not even so much porno it's just like a lot of guys uh it like they just it it's like it's an it's a series like mo mostly consisting of guys like a giant sausage fest like it might it doesn't have to get sexual but it, yaoi is something that is usually regarded as basically homosexual porn basically for men um how uh so there were so there was a lot of like these kinds of us uh, these kinds of fan fictions being sold and apparently there was a guy who decided to threaten people who would sell these um fan fictions at like conventions and stuff like that so much so to the point that he would send threatening letters he would also send like you know boxes of like powder or liquid substances he now now he ended up getting caught and apparently it was a 36 year old man that's uh that's sad <laughs> but yeah so that so you know it was popular popular enough to actually like stir up controversy and you know get those you know those crazies uh on board i guess jesus what a time to have ears because i didn't need to hear that <laughs> yeah so that's kind of the general idea of uh kuroko it's a it's a series about basketball um or it's an anime series about basketball and it was very very popular in japan hmm. pretty interesting because i remember at the time i mean i don't know how many of our friends uh actually uh watched it uh during you know its release but it was enough it was enough to make me aware of this and maybe very much not want to watch it because i was that kind of hipster guy. I was like everyone's already watching it i'm not gonna watch it because i'm too cool for that Let's see, man. What what came out during those times? <laughs> I let, yeah, we can go. Let, let's actually. I'm gonna cut you off there because we can go. We can do an entire probably podcast about <laughs> just what was going on during that time. This yeah. was when we were Gosh. right around, I think, high school. Yeah. Um. So yeah, brought back memories. But yeah, that is its own podcast. Let's get the actual episode underway. What do you, What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Kuroko no Basketball Episode 1 starts with an introduction of the Generation of Miracles and the mentioning of a Phantom Six Man that was very important to this, but a bit more of a backdrop to the team. 
Um, so then it jumps to a school. Uh, basically, it looks like a, like a club fair, like a club rush type thing where uh, it's the beginning of the semester or um, whatever, like um, what's it called, quarter um, on campus where they're basically holding out like booths to make people join clubs. And uh, there is a, a basketball club. There are people handing out flyers. There's a guy named Kogane. He is handing out flyers for the basketball team. Uh, um, and then a blue-haired guy kind of walks up to essentially kind of a bulletin board. And he looks really hard at the basketball club sign on the bulletin board. A tall guy then approaches uh, the, the guys handing out the flyers. Um, he looks a bit menacing. He looks very tall. And then it cuts to uh, a, a table where a girl and a and a guy are talking about making the basketball team a big deal once they win some tournaments. Um, anything you want to add to that before I continue? Uh, no, you can keep on going on. Okay. Uh, so the tall guy uh, that's stepped up earlier uh, to the to the guys handing out the flyers, now he comes to the table and says he wants to join. He signs the form and leaves, just like all business, didn't want to really, you know, like mingle or anything, just wanted to join the team and leave. Uh, the tall guy's name is introduced, uh, or the tall guy is introduced, his name is Kagami Taiga. Uh, we mentioned him earlier in the synopsis. Uh, and it's and he says he went to middle school in America and he just came back. And the recruiters, they look at him, he's tall. And as we'll, as we'll understand later, <laughs> uh, he, he, like the coach can actually just read how good of a player someone is by just looking at him. And the recruiters think he'll be amazing. Uh, the flyer guys then come over and hand over another form uh, that was signed by a guy named Kuroko Tetsuya. I assume he will be very important because you know his name is in the his name is in the, the uh, title. So, anything you want to add? Uh, pretty much. I mean, I think they also mentioned. Wait, did you watch the English or Japanese? Japanese. I actually can't really watch English uh, dubbed versions very well. Because, uh, holy shit, some of them are bad. Yeah, I know. But uh, going off, you know, the Japanese dub, uh, whatchamacallit, it, <laughs> it's kind of funny how they mentioned the U.S. being the source of basketball. That was that was a note I had here that I was going to mention earlier. Yeah, because I'm like, mm. I mean, we have good players, but, I mean, the way that Taiga kind of... Uh, kind of said it was that he wanted a better challenge in a way i mean if that's the case why didn't you just stay in america <laughs> yeah it was a good i don't know but like <laughs> I, I don't i don't know like i thought he was just like he was forced to come back like was how i read it like mm -hmm. you know he's forced to move back and he's he's looking to become the best in japan you, you know that's kind of how i read it i didn't i didn't read it as like oh he escaped from america type thing so because he couldn't stand the competition competition that's more me reading a little bit more into it because we we know like america is the place for basketball like japan not as popular over there oh yeah i mean maybe it'll be some foreshadowing i guess uh it, okay so the so then the girl um, that was at the table exclaims that he is part of the Taiko uh, basketball club, the, the Kuroko guy, because he does mention that he's part of, he played on the, yeah, the Taiko basketball club, which is part of the gem generation of miracles that we mentioned earlier. 
It then cuts to a basketball gym where two guys think that the girl from the table is cute. She introduces herself as the coach, and she actually introduces herself finally. Aida Rico is her name. And then also an old man in a chair at a distance. He is the advisor, Takeda Tensei. I don't think he's mentioned again <laughs> for the rest of the two for the rest of the episodes uh, so far. Um, but yeah, Takeda Sensei is a guy sitting uh in the corner. Um Ta- uh, Ida, the coach, tells the boys to take off their shirts. She makes opers- observations about their conditioning. And then, you know, it then cuts to one of the guys who's part who's part of like the team, who was already part of the team that knows the coach. Um, she he says that her dad is a sports trainer and she basically worked with him a lot and she picked up a lot of uh a lot of techniques and uh data observing athletes and then it kind of cuts to her essentially running a bunch of numbers on her head and by just looking at the guys who just took off their shirts she can tell like how good a player is like essentially she essentially rates them by just looking at their bodies which think of that what you will yeah i mean <laughs> would be a pretty good scout in the future i guess yeah uh, i don't know <laughs> I don't think it would actually happen because, you know, guy, look, I don't know. I feel like guys, a lot of guys don't mind that stuff. But like there's some sexual harassment claims coming along the way if you, if you do do that. I don't know. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure they measure. I'm pretty sure they measure a lot of body fat stuff that way, too. So I don't know. What do I know? Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, um, she then go, she then gets to um, well, as you, you, you do you call him Taiga or do you call him Kagami? I have him written as Kagami a lot. I mean, they mentioned him as Kagami in the show, but I I go uh, by Tiger for him since you know, Tiger. He looks like Tiger, I guess. <laughs> well, since you say Tiger, I will uh, I'll follow your lead on that one. So, well, we'll call him Tiger from now on. Uh, Ida it looks at Tiger and is shocked by just just like his body and says that his numbers are amazing. And that he's, you know, like he's like she said earlier, he's going to be amazing. She then looks, she then looks for Kuroko, who isn't here yet. As she, and then so she decides to just start practice, but he assumes that, or she assumes that uh, Kuroko is not going to show up. But then a blue hair kid shows up out of nowhere, uh, the same blue hair kid that we saw earlier, and he introduces himself as Kuroko. So then Ida and everyone is just really like surprised and actually like get scared because where the hell did he come from? And then Ida tells him to take off his shirt, but she is shocked by just how low his stats are because he's a guy from Tycho University. Like he's from the Generation of Miracles. And then he looks at him and sees nothing significant at all about him. Yeah, it's like he is a very invisible guy. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that later. <laughs> but basically, yeah, there's there's nothing about him that shows anything amazing. Uh so and then and, and then cuts it then kind of cuts to another shot. Like uh Ida is at a uh is at a bus stop just like talking about like basically going through Kuroko in her mind and how insignificant he, he seems and just how like not special he seems to be. Uh and then cuts to Kagami or Taiga playing basketball in the dark at night uh as he shoots a shot something disorients him and makes him miss the ball which is then rebounded by kuroko uh kagami tells how disappointed or tells kuroko how disappointed he is in the competition in japan 
and wants to see how good someone from the Generation of Miracles is. And and he also uh, makes a note of he can usually smell how good someone is uh, by just he can he can detect how good someone is by just smelling them. But there's no smell on Kuroko, so he doesn't know what to think. They agree to a game of one on one, and and Taiga destroys Kuroko and says there's nothing good about him and tells him he should quit basketball because he absolutely destroys Kuroko. Kuroko, however, is completely unfazed and tell him he's not as strong as big, or he's not as big, big and strong as uh, Taiga, but he's a shadow. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> we'll we'll fi- we'll find out. But uh, anything you want to add before I keep going? Uh, I mean, it's getting there. I mean, Taiga, you know, showing his raw talent. He's just pretty much a dunker <laughs> at this point. I don't know if they mentioned it, but. They listed him as a power forward. I don't know if that's a... I, I haven't gotten to that point. I don't, I'm don't. i pretty sure they don't mention anything about height or position. But he, we just know he's really oh. tall and can dunk. Oh, trust me. They'll mention about height later on. And I'll, I'll uh, you know, talk about it later at the end of this uh, discussion. Okay. Uh, it then it then cuts to the gym where the first years, uh, basically the first year uh, students are gonna play against the second year students uh, in the club, and and then so yeah, the, so um, Taiga is part of the first year as uh, part of the uh, first years, and he he starts playing and he starts dunking on everyone on the first play and is get, and is carrying the team all by himself. Uh, meanwhile. Kuroko is terrible. Every time they pass him the ball, he gets stripped. He throws the ball away, and everyone's just kind of groaning at the at the sight of just how he's playing. Um, the upperclassmen figuring out like that uh, Taiga is really the only guy that can really score on the team decides to start double teaming, triple teaming, and then they triple teaming him and basically forcing him to pass the ball, and they proceed to destroy the first year players. Kaga- uh, sorry, that, that's how it's written on my thing. Taiga is starting to get angry at his teammates while Kuroko tries to calm him down, which just angers him more because who the fuck is Kuroko here to tell me what to do right now? Um, every, everyone apparently has a completely forgotten that he's in the game. He's literally that invisible. They just He just has no presence to him. Uh, Kuroko is now telling his teammates to pass him the ball. At, at one point... Uh, a teammate is getting, I think he was getting doubled, and he reluctantly passes the ball to Kuroko, who immediately moves it to the open guy for a score. It then shows in a flashback that he he uh, touch-passed it to the open guy, but like at the moment, it looked like he literally teleported a ball like straight to the open guy. So this is where we start to find out, maybe there's something, something about this Kuroko kid. Yeah. What's your guy? Have you noticed something about uh, Kroko's game while you were watching? What do you mean? The <laughs> that he never holds the ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, like again, the, we as we mentioned, the touch pass. It was just immediately open to the open guy. So, yeah, I, I mean, what do you what are you trying to what are you trying to imply there? What's your call it? That he never holds the ball. <laughs> that he just never holds the ball and he just passes it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Immediately pass. I thought you were going to make, because like, I guess we can jump ahead a little bit. I made a comparison, like his his abilities are that of the, the Ben Simmons or the Draymond Green thing. Like where he's, he's a passer, he's a connector, and the ball doesn't stick with him. 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, and also, for some reason, at John Cena, that was another joke I tried to make, but you know, can't see him. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that joke just sit there for a bit. <laughs> gotta, gotta let that one sink in. Okay, let, let's okay, let's move on. Okay, and then cuts to um. Okay, well, sorry, I, I just lost my I just lost the track because of the John Cena joke. I'm I'm laughing inside. I promise you. Uh, so so yeah, he uh, Ida uh, on the sideline then realizes that this is such a weird sentence to, to read is that Kuroko uses his lack of presence to misdirect people's attention elsewhere. Basically saying like, no one is paying attention to him. Therefore, like he can surprise people with his passing, which sure uh, for, for the sake of, for the, I'll suspend my disbelief for this one. Yes, sure. That that's how, that's how, that's basically his ability, his lack of a presence. The fact that you don't notice him there makes him all the more dangerous of a player on the court, basically. Um, Ida then realizes that he's the, what's called the invisible regular, AKA the sixth phantom man. Uh, the first years then catch up uh, 36 to 37. Uh, Kuroko um, on the, on the final play gets a pick six, uh, dribbles down the court and blows the layup. But Taiga is there to follow it up and tip it in Uh real quick question to you. Was that a, was that a shot attempt or was that a lob off the rim to you? <laughs> I mean, if you're that open, you might as well take it in yourself, right? But if if you're thinking about this anime and Kuroko's mind, it's a pass. <laughs> yeah, because he's smiling while it's happening. So it's, part of me wants to believe that he did it on purpose, but. Who who knows? Like maybe maybe he's just he's just a guy that wants to win, as we find out. So that could be that could be that there is some open endedness to to that uh, blown layup, if you will, or maybe mm. it was a pass. Who knows? But because you know that's one thing he can do, he can pass. Um, and then cut uh, after. So we assume that the uh, first years won after that. They don't actually say I don't believe. But then it cuts to a restaurant where Taiga is getting his food, and he sits down at a table. Not realizing that Kuroko is already there. Um, he is surprised, but then they start talking. Taiga gives Kuroko one of his buns. Um, he then asks um what he would have done, or he because Kuroko used to be on the generation of, of miracles, uh Taiga asked him how he would have done against the uh generation of miracles. Or I wrote miracle generation here. Like I was starting to lose my mind at this point. <laughs> um and Kuroko proceeds to tell him. Taiga would have gotten destroyed, which shocks uh, Taiga in a in a comedic way. Um, they they then start walking together, and I, I think they already started walking together. But either way, um, Taiga says he'll become the best player in Japan. Kurogo says he won't come close, not by himself. That is, and that he declares that he is a shadow, and that he'll help Taiga by making him shine brighter as a shadow. Basically, he's saying like he's gonna make him, he's gonna help him become the best player in Japan, and that is the end of the, the episode one. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Kroko just wants to play team basketball. <laughs> yeah, like you know, it's just one of those guys that just 
you like as he but i don't i don't know they mentioned it they he, he definitely does mention it in the second episode like he just mentions like the, the generation of miracles don't play team ball they won like crazy because they were just so talented but they weren't playing team basketball and that's kind of the i guess his mission statement is that he wants to win as a team and not as a bunch of individuals he wants to do it his way and that's kind of why he ended up joining this team so that's kind of your mission statement uh, of this series so i thought that was a, a fun little part yeah pretty much and you know i'm gonna somewhat spoil there's other things as well but i mean that's further on into the you know seasons so i guess uh we'll see if we make it there and you'll see uh, other reasons i guess and uh yeah this is this is just a note that i have because it is something that just you know yeah i actually this is how basketball actually works that misdirection shit doesn't work in real life it just doesn't because defense is just sag off the guy and the passing doesn't work again see draymond green for example no one guards him when he when he's out there without Steph Curry, because guess what? He can't shoot, he can't finish worth worth a shit. And he will people will just sag off of him and clog up everything else. That's just something I just as I, I guess just the 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 anal part of me just needs to bring up about basketball. Just you know, just being being the, the nerd, the uh being the nerd and being kind of the uh what did you smart. call it basketball smart ass basketball purist old head, if you will. Yeah, so that mis- misdirection shit. Well, actually, that wouldn't work. So that's I just mean, a note that I have. I mean, if we're gonna talk that way before you know going over the second episode, yeah, this shit definitely won't work. <laughs> He's like a missing part of you know both uh, offense and defense in some ways or certain ways. So I mean, him being you know a lot shorter than the other guys on the defensive end, and you know not knowing where he is at times can be a problem um i'm not gonna say much because you know things do i guess get better in terms of uh this anime but uh yeah definitely uh you know you you gotta put a spin to this anime to keep uh, people interested in it you know moving on to episode two the episode opens up with uh taiga practicing in the morning um he then it then goes to school kind of just suddenly um taiga um is told by the captain who has not been named yet at this point i don't think that he can't play games yet since he's not an official member yet like uh, can't play games as an official games so then taiga decides to go to coach ida and she gives him a form and also one to Kuroko to sign in order to become an official member. Uh, the trial members uh, then go on to the roof uh, on Monday morning at 8.40 to turn in their forms because that's where they have to turn in the forms uh, to, as told by uh, Coach Ida. Um, Coach Ida, that, so then it, it goes to 8.40 and they're on the roof and Ida tells them to announce their goals and it has to be ambitious. It can't be something simple. And if they don't achieve those goals by the end of the year, they must come back, strip naked, and confess to the girl they like. Yeah. <laughs> Some hazing going on, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, interesting, to say the least. Um, 
Yeah, that's yeah, it's basically just hazing. I, I was thinking of another word for it, but yeah, that's basically hazing. Um, is there something you would is there something you would put on the line, I guess, to awkwardly transition? I don't know. I mean, it seems pretty. I don't know. I'm just comparing this to other animes. It feels pretty. I don't, I don't know a word, not similar, but I mean, it kind of falls in the line of this. You could see this happening in uh, another like shonen or uh, I guess slice of life uh, anime that's based in high school where you go on the rooftop and confess on the rooftop or yell out on top of a rooftop, whatever you have to say. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I could add up to this. Well, and well, then let's just move on. Uh, so the the all the trial members uh, basically said like, "Whoa, that is too risky." Uh, how about uh, let, let, how about this? How about that? But but Taiga, no hesitation whatsoever, jumps onto the railing uh, on top of the roof and just says, "He'll beat the Miracle Five or the Generation of Miracle." Why not write the Miracle Five? <laughs> the Generation of Miracles. And become the best player in Japan. No hesitation whatsoever. And then it goes to the other members who are still trying to essentially negotiate. And they announce their goals, kind of. Kind of. Um, and then when it comes to Kurogo's turn, uh, the principal or uh, some sort of school official interrupts and shuts everything down. Uh, it then cuts back to the restaurant work of Taiga. Uh, again sits at the at a table not realizing that Kuroko was there and then uh Taiga asks why Kuroko did not go to a big school like the other five members of the generation of miracles and he responds by saying while they were good and were winning they were not a team yeah interesting he just wanted to play some team good old team basketball everyone else was just uh uh, what's a what's a player that wants to do everything himself? No, uh, Luca. Let's just let's throw Luca in there. Okay, yeah, maybe Trey Young too. It's just, they're kind of the same player. If you think about it, they're <laughs> honestly the same player. I want one's a bit taller. I would also say Kobe, but he was a pretty good. Uh, I'll I'll defend Kobe. I'll defend Kobe here. Kobe was actually a very good off ball guy. Yeah. Like it's actually a very underrated part of his. I know he gets the ball hog, and kind of rightfully so to a certain degree, just because some of the ridiculous shots that he took. Mm-hmm. But he was a great off the ball guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember a lot of people used to call him ball hog, but yeah, the more you watch him, it's just he's pretty well rounded. I mean, who else would want to take that kind of shot but Kobe? Yeah. So yeah, like so, Kuroko wants to play team basketball, exist within a team. It's like you know to to bring back to kind of the Draymond Green thing. He wants to play some warrior basketball. Doesn't he? Doesn't want that Kevin Durant ISO at the end at the end of the game and you know jacking up a long three type offense is kind of what he's kind of leaning at. You know to kind of draw back to basketball terms. Yeah, pretty much. I mean. Not many teams, uh, I guess, around Japan wants uh, to play some team basketball other than, I guess, Seirin. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's why uh, Kuroko decided to come to uh, Se- Seirin. He he wants, he's playing, the reason, he says the reason why he plays basketball, or the, the reason why he's playing for Seirin specifically, is that 
uh, Tyga and his and the coaches. Uh, I assume Ida. I don't think she actually he actually mentions her by name, but their words resonated with him, and that his his mission right now is to make Tyga and the and the Seiren team the best in Japan. Uh, Tyga announces that they're not going to try to be the best, but they're going to be the best. Yay. <laughs> Cue the epic music. Uh, the next day at school, there's a giant uh, drawing of a We Will Be the Best in Japan written out in the yard. It, it It's kind of implied that Kuroko is the one who did, who did that as Tyga kind of looks his way. Uh, the club members find an old basketball magazine with the, uh, I wrote the Miracle 5 again, the Generation of Miracles on it. And they ask uh, why Kuroko isn't in it and ask, like, did they forget to interview him? And he said that they did interview him, but they forgot to probably put them in there. So <laughs> it's kind of a theme with him. Uh, someone comes in and lets them know that they're going to play a practice game and that the uh, opponent will be tough because Coach Ida is skipping out in the hall and the uh the people who know her is when she is skipping it means it's going to be a t challenge coming up uh, a tall blonde dude comes to the school and sees uh kagami or kagami sorry taiga do a spin move into a dunk in practice um he he's also kind of like um tailed by a bunch of girls who basically want to get autographs and pictures with him um Coach Ida announces that they'll play against Kaijo High School, which is one of the best uh, teams in the nation and has a generation of miracle uh, player, uh, Kisei Ryota, Ryota, who also works as a part-time model. Uh, everyone is shocked, but Taiga is excited at the prospect of playing a, a generation of miracle. What I don't know if uh, you wrote it down, but it also states that he started playing basketball in his second year of middle school uh re, uh was it kise yeah like literally started playing basketball in his uh second year of middle school you, you know what some people are just naturals at basketball like you you listen to the stories of like tim duncan uh tim duncan hakeem elijah apparently didn't start until he put until like he was 15 or 16 pascal mm -hmm. siakam as well but which Kind of, there's a theme with this. There's a lot of these tall guys that, uh, you know, just didn't play, start playing basketball until later in life, but were just kind of born to play basketball. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say, to be honest. It's just some people are na are just naturals at it. I don't think they mentioned it here, do they? I, I don't. I don't remember seeing that. Now that I think about, it, maybe I am skipping ahead, but. I know for sure they, they're going to mention it a few times throughout the time you're going to be watching. I guess we should have mentioned this at the at the beginning. Uh, Fong kind of skimmed through essentially all the entire season. So that's why he's kind of like skipping around. I have I again have not watched this series. So I'm trying to just like make as many notes as I can. So if it, if like if, if it does kind of get confusing it's because it's fall it's because of fall so <laughs> i'll just shut up then <laughs> anyways uh so uh, so then it pans to a line of girls trying to get autographs from the blonde guy from earlier who turns out to, just to be kisei riota uh kisei says he wanted to come and see kuroko says him and kuroko were once best friends kuroko kind of dismisses them yeah we were we, we, I, we were friends type thing he is kisei is kind of sad about that 
Uh, Kisei, I, I wrote, uh, or he's, or I, this is the note I wrote. He seems to be a humble guy, as he says he's the worst of the generation of miracles. Um, so then uh, Taiga decides to decides to challenge uh, Kisei to a one on one by throwing the ball at him. I forgot, did he throw it at his head or did he throw it at his leg? I forgot. Uh, towards his head, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, so then they do play one on one. They don't even. He doesn't even get out of his like little suit jacket thingy, or he, he or he's in he's in a dress shirt and suit pants basically. And Kise, as I mentioned earlier, saw um or saw a uh, Taiga do a spin move dunk, and Kise does the exact same move and dunks on the Taiga. And this is the moment where Taiga realizes that Kise, the the worst of the generation of miracles is stronger and quicker than him yeah and you also have to mention that taiga did try to block his dunk but he's just so strong that he just dunks over taiga anyway yeah so it it, it just gives you like a taste of just i get, it's so weird to say how strong how uh, how good the generation of miracles is that the that you know uh that even the worst could could get the best of taiga here um uh Kuroko notes that Kise and the rest of the generation of miracles have gotten better since the last time he's pl he played with them and Kise says that he's disappointed at, at the one-on-one -on -one, uh competition and tries to talk Kuroko to join him uh uh in Kaijo high school and uh but Kuroko uh de declines uh citing his promise to Taiga and meanwhile, Taiga looks hyped from both Kuroko's uh Kuroko's comments and also just the the up the upshift in in competition level. He wants to he wants to get better, so he relishes the the defeat and you know basically promises that he'll get better. And the episode ends with kind of a shot of the three of the three guys, Kuroko, Taiga, and Kisei. So I guess my question to you is what do you think about Kisei's game? <laughs> Well, I, I've only seen literally one thing at this point. He's yeah. basically got the Sharingan. Is basically what he's got. He he sees someone's move, and then he basically pulls what uh, uh, Sasuke did with Rock Lee. He literally just copied his move and did it to him. And so uh, it's an interesting thing. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing just again how the generation of miracles, uh, you know, like what every player I guess has, like their their abilities essentially. And it's easy to see like how this story progresses with Kuroko and how you know he grows and how like they how cre how creative the uh, writers get with his abilities like his passing ability. Yeah, pretty much. Now I gotta say some disclaimers for you know the future episodes <laughs> that you're gonna watch when they do mention the height. Don't 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 search it about <laughs> how, how tall they are. <laughs> Do they That's do it in meters? Uh, centimeters. Centimeters. Oh boy. Yeah, that's gonna be rough. Um, well, okay. Just don't bother. That's all I could say. Another thing is rules don't matter. <laughs> Basketball rules don't matter. More like it. Uh, no. We'll just we'll just like play them under street rules or something where carries or no carries and travels or whatever. Yeah, and uh, how would I say it? Time is not. <laughs> relevant in this uh series that's all i could say that's i guess another 
thing that you will notice. Uh, I forgot what basketball ethics, I guess you could say. Anyone will take the last shot at the last second, regardless of like <laughs> if you're game blown out or not. So there's no like unwritten rules type shenanigans where, you know, you have to dribble the ball out and stuff like that. No, pretty much. Like no 24 second violations that I've noticed. Not many eight second violations that I've noticed. You might see some, but it's not going to matter. Like I said, time is very, <laughs> is not scarce, but it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, it's much. not it's not a character. It's not a it's not a part of the setting, I guess, yeah. if you will. And pretty much, yeah, like you said in the when you're going over the first episode, just suspend all your beliefs for this anime because you're gonna you're you're in for a ride, pretty much. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna get used to it after a while. Like I, I was a bit of a stickler at first about just watching it and say like, oh, this wouldn't work, this wouldn't work. Look, it's a, it's a fucking anime. Or like, if you really like want to be, I guess, disrespectful about it, it's a fucking cartoon. So like, why, <laughs> why get up, up all up in your feelings about it? You know, it's something to just have a little bit of fun. It's something that kind of kills some time. And so far, like, I actually kind of enjoyed some of the shticks that they had. Like, I really, I love the dynamic between um, Taiga and Kuroko. Like, the, the weird thing with, like, he never noticed, you never notice Kuroko and he just pops up out of nowhere, essentially, all the time. It's a fun, it's a fun little thing. Oh, yeah. You'll get to see a lot more of that dynamic uh, later on in, you know, I guess other dynamics from other teams, I guess. Uh, I, I just have one little extra note. Uh, Coach Ida has a red PSP. So, you know, a little bit of a throwback, you know, back to a, a different time when uh, the PSP was a, was a very popular thing. A red one, no less. Yeah. I mean, it's also during those times when they still use flip phones, I guess, which I forgot when this manga came out, to be honest. I, I'm pretty sure it's during that time of the PSP and flip phone era for Japan. Yeah, like just the again, just seeing the PSP brings back so many memories. I just remember wanting to get like a different color PSP, like a blue one or something. But oh, dear goodness. you know, I was young, I didn't have money, so you yeah, know. I, re I remember when I got my WAP PSP on sale. I don't know, like it would have been so nice if it, they added that second analog stick. Not gonna lie, uh, it was a different time. But uh, yeah, like it's one of my one of my favorite games of all time. Even though it's not a game that ages well at all, has that aged well all that well at all. Legend of Heroes, if you know that series, like mm. play that on the PSP. Great game. There was also like was I think Legend of Paradise or I already, I already forgot the name. But uh, like there were some great games on the PSP. It really it's really sad that they they kind of abandoned the PS Vita like midway through. Like that had a lot of potential. It did. It was pricey as hell, if I remember correctly, for what it did. Plus, you know, there weren't many games or ports that were interesting. That that was the big issue. It just weren't a lot of games, even though like some of the games that they tried were like pretty ambitious. Like they tried like some Call of Duty stuff on there and yeah. it just didn't work. Like they, they didn't they didn't have it figured out at the time. Like, especially with how things how you know companies have kind of figured out how to import games onto phones now. Like, it, it was just a little too early for its time, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, during those times, we were emulating games on our phones. Uh, was it? I mean, later on, I mean, Nintendo pretty much is the or 
I guess you could say was the OG, the OG yeah, of handhelds, pretty much up until maybe well, up until yeah, of course, the Switch. Then, well, know, I would say Nintendo always actually had the the monopoly on handhelds. Yeah, and now you know you have the Steam Deck and Asus Ally, where you can play PC games on a handheld now. So, or just do it all on your phone, like you know, if you're yeah. that much, if you're that much of a psycho. I mean, you could, yeah, stream games on your phone and, uh, what is it, use a Bluetooth controller for all we know uh, nowadays. So that's, I mean, it's it's crazy how much a phone can do <laughs> compared to literally, like, what, five years ago? I mean, to Maybe be fair, it's, it's a fucking $1,000 piece of <laughs> piece of uh, electronics. So it kind of makes sense that I can do all that. We're, yeah. we're going on way, we're going on a way off tangent um, here. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So to finish up this episode, yeah, that it it it's it really does set up like you know a story and like again just sets up a lot of like potential for development. And I am kind of looking forward to the next few episodes, and uh, we'll see when though when those come out. Yeah, I was a little disappointed we we're only going over two episodes because I felt like the once it hits the third episode, that's where it kind of gets going in terms of how much um, basketball you're gonna see, and then you know. Later on, you'll, of course, see a lot more. <laughs> so, well, well, this is to kind of just dip our toe into this. And, you know, of course, we still have the Naruto episode coming up. So we don't want to, you know, go too crazy with Kuroko. And there, <laughs> there will be King stuff we'll be doing. So I don't know how many episodes we're going to do of this, but this is just a little bit of a dipping of the toe into this genre. Oh, yeah. Until the Kings and Naruto, of course. So yeah, that's uh that's gonna be the first two episodes. Uh, what are your final thoughts? I guess just to, just the, these first two. I guess without going into the rest of the series, basically. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's uh, is really just dipping your toes in what um, each character is, even though they haven't shown any much ability uh, for each of them that you've seen so far. I mean, it's. Like you said, building a story up until they actually do play games, pretty much. Yeah, like I mean, it, it's it's a lot of building. It's 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 an anime that happens to have basketball in it, and it you know like there has a lot of anime tropes, like you know over the top characters, over the top like you know personality traits, like personality archetypes. It, it's it 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 basically just uses it's it's a regular anime in a way. But it just happens to have basketball like attached to it. Like, don't take it too seriously. Just have a little bit of fun with it, and just honestly treat it like an anime. Don't treat it like it's some sort of like homage to basketball because it's a bit goofy. <laughs> it's a bit goofy, and you know, it's something I'm gonna have to get used to. Yeah, pretty pretty different from you know the rest of the, I guess, uh, basketball um, movies or shows that you know. I this guess. has a move. This has multiple movies, by the way. So. It does, yeah. Um, but you know, compared to what we're used to, like Coach Carter, <laughs> I mean, that, there's no way. <laughs> love, love that movie, by the way. Yeah, and uh, you know, all the documentaries we've seen, Winning Time. I mean, they're not gonna do any crazy shit like that, or like um, those shows aren't gonna do any crazy shit like Kuroko. Yeah, like I've watched plenty of basketball movies. I mean, even those are honestly a bit goofy. Like I watched Above the Rim. I don't know if you've heard that movie. This might be a bit blasphemous. Very mid, very mid movie. Mm, in terms of story or basketball? Story's okay. The ending, like the the 
like the goal of the story like long story short that like do you, i don't i don't know if you do you care if i spoil a, a 1994 film no not really but i'm actually seeing wow it actually has a pretty decent cast does it it's, i don't well like i think i think shepherd the guy who plays shepherd is a very famous actor i don't know about the other ones uh just leon i mean tupac oh yeah tupac yeah tupac's in that movie so I don't know if you know the Marlon Wyan, the Wyan brothers. No. Or Dwayne Martin. I think I, I think I know who Dwayne is. He in Scary Movie? Is it? If you watched that movie? Uh, yeah, I've watched. It. I don't. I don't recall if he was in it. But, anyways, like above the rip, it's just a bit of a mid movie. Like it's just the 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 ending is that he he gets into Georgetown and it's like, uh, okay. Are we gonna continue? <laughs> Is that the goal? I guess, but uh, yeah, that that uh, that's what I'll say. Like, so it like at, at least from a lot of the basketball movies that I've seen, like this, the Kuroko was fine. It's not like something to be taken seriously. It's not something that's like, oh my god, disgraceful. Like, how how is this? you know how is this acceptable in a basketball term? Like how like this is not possible. Like, just have fun with it. Uh, yeah, pretty much, and. I mean, if we do go on, pretty excited to see what you think, <laughs> because I mean, like I said, it's gonna it's gonna go up from here. <laughs> and yeah, we'll be looking forward to that. Um, anything else you want to bring up before well, we end this uh, first installation of Kuroko? No basket. Mm, not really. I mean, I'm probably gonna mention the same old things like Diablo Four. <laughs> I mean. That's pretty much all I could say in terms of how much we will be willing to say in this podcast, I guess. Um, I mean, have you uh, progressed any more in uh, Diablo 4? No, a little bit. I'm still, I'm I'm a level 32 right now, but you guys have blown right past me. So yeah, just just grinding. Um, I did I did do a few side quests along the way, but uh yeah, thing. I mean, it's fun. Like playing barbarian. Like it, it's actually like I, I played sorceress to to start, and that was I didn't realize that was harder than it should. That was a, that was one of the harder characters to play. And barbarian right now, I haven't gotten to the end game. I've heard the end game and barbarians a bit a bit a uh, bit shit. But like so far, barbarian's been amazing. It, it just it's so much easier to kill stuff basically. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the hot fixes will uh, go about because I mean, Diablo has uh, apologized to the crowd that you know they done fucked with the you know the patch before season one. This like our our buddies like all picked Rogue because Rogue like just got a lot of did it get a lot of buffs or was it just was it just the class that did not get touched? It's a class that didn't t- get touched as much and has a lot more upside than, you know, the previous classes that they played, which I know one played Sorceress, of course, another played a Sorceress. I mean, you're getting the gist right here, you know. So, yeah, new season started, so it's been pretty fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to finally getting a horse at some point so you know we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens but so far very very fun game i i still don't know about the 70 dollar price tag I, just, I still can't get over that we have to pay 70 for a game now but this is the new reality of things uh, i guess for me it's 
worth it if you do play enough but since you don't it's i guess you could have a, fl- a flawed uh whatchamacallit opinion about it but uh yeah it's it's tough to say until you actually get to what was it world tier three i guess um when you actually do finish uh the campaign and you know grind out for you know the pieces of armor and weapons that you want that matches with uh the builds that you want to create pretty much so yeah not until then i guess that's where you could uh, unlock a lot more possibilities oh boy that's uh yep can't wait till we get to the end game if i ever do get there and by the way i did unlock all the damn waypoints all of the damn uh strongholds and all the damn uh what you might call it uh statues of Lilith. so fuck me good luck with that if you ever go down that route i'll, I'll give you a nice little go- whoops i have to tap the mic but here's a nice little golf clap for you good job uh yeah i don't know when i'll be doing that so <laughs> congratulations to you. you at least you never have to unlock them again so yeah, hopefully they don't take that out because fuck me if they did, I'm I would be pissed. I'm already kind of upset that they took out certain things, but you know it is what it is. Yep, fun, fun, fun. Well, uh, that's all we have uh, for this episode. Then uh, we'll be coming back next. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're coming back with a king's game. So we just gotta iron some stuff out, and then we can uh we can actually review that game hopefully that comes later this week if not maybe early next week um but we'll see about that but we we do have we do have some fun stuff in store and of course a naruto episode is coming up and it will be released at some point so stay tuned for that until then uh thank you guys for listening we'll catch you guys on the next one yep and we'll see you guys later